0: There's one more thing that needs to be said in regard to the very foundations of gratitude towards God and praise, and it's the most glorious thing of all that I've kept towards, uh, to, to the end here. When we, th- when we explore it, we are faced with a reality as well as a mystery, but it is a reality and a mystery that will change our heart and life and our attitude towards the world and all the sufferings we are going through. Well, this is Colin Cook. We'll explore that, Colin Cook, and how it happens. Thank you for joining me today. You're listening to the Good News of the Gospel. Every Monday through Friday at 10 o'clock in the evening, repeated at 4 in the morning on KLTT AM 670 in the Denver and Colorado and surrounding states areas, we explore the Gospel. And we explore the Gospel through the Book of Romans in the attempt to understand and believe what God has done for us in atoning for us through His Son, Jesus Christ, bringing us back into His presence, restoring us and the world. And in the process, we learn how to believe, how to trust, how to come to God with all our troubles and difficulties. So thanks very much for listening. And we're looking now, uh, still rather, at this chapter 8, Life in the Kingdom, of grace, which is life in Christ's resurrection. This is one of four chapters, chapter 5, 6, 7, and 8 in Romans, that describe life in the kingdom of grace. Freedom from the judgment of God, chapter 5, reconciled to his heart. Freedom from the accusations of sin and identity of sin, chapter 6, because we're now dead in Christ and have his identity, and we now are freed from the condemnation of the law and counted as righteous in him, chapter 7, and chapter 8, freed from the power of death, freed from its accusations, from its judgments, so that we live in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so, as we are exploring in this uh, chapter 8, verse uh, uh, 11, if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. And I'm pointing out to you over these many days that faith in Jesus Christ can revive the body and the mind, can revive us from our depression, from our brokenness, and bring us into a new sense of life. Now, that brings us, of course, to praise and gratitude and thanks, which is what we've been talking about for the last several days. But have you thought about what is the greatest reason for praise, the greatest foundation for this great truth that we have? Let me remind you of something. We believe, don't we, that Jesus died for our sins, that he was a sacrifice sent by God to take the burden of humanity upon himself and on our behalf to take our judgment, and release us from condemnation and guilt and shame, and to bring us back into the heart of the Father. But now think of this. What was the worst event that happened in the history of the world? From a Christian point of view, which is the only true point of view in regard to good and evil, what was the worst event that happened in the history of the world? You might say, well, the fall of Adam, yes, terrible. You might say uh, the, the great flood of Noah, yes, indeed terrible. But there was something far worse, and it was the murder of the Son of God that human beings took upon themselves to wipe Jesus off the planet This one who had come from God to reveal God's love to the world. We could not take it, we couldn't stand it, and we killed it. But if I were to ask you, what is the best event in the history of the world, what would you say? And of course, you might say, well, the resurrection, yes, that's true, it's the one of the best events that happened in the history of the world, and possibly rightly so, the best event. But maybe you're sidestepping the truth that I'm looking for, because it's right there in front of your eyes. The worst event was the murder of the Son of God, and the best event was the murder of the Son of God, because... That murder by evil men inspired by Satan was also a gift of God to the world for the salvation of humanity. Isn't that a strange concept to try to get a hold of? They tried to do it in the book of Acts. Look at chapter 2, verse 23. Him referring to Jesus Being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands, have crucified, and put to death. Boy, is that an amazing passage. That is, that God delivered Jesus over. It was his determined purpose, based upon his foreknowledge, in which that foreknowledge involves our redemption and our predestination. He predestines the world to be saved. In that foreknowledge and determined purpose, God handed Jesus over. And then lawless men murdered him by crucifixion. It's a mystery that we're looking at here. And we are faced with two wills, the will of Satan operating through man to destroy Christ and the will of God sending his Son to redeem the world. And so what we are forced to embrace, even though it is impossible for us to intellectually comprehend it, but we are forced to embrace it, is that at the centre of the Christian faith, the worst event in the history of the world is the best event in the history of the world. Jesus was not sort of accidentally murdered, accidentally killed. Jesus walked into Jerusalem. He walked into his death It was intentional. He prophesied it in the various uh, Gospels that we read about. There he said, They will take the Son of Man and crucify him, and in three days he will rise again. So Jesus was not taken. He gave. He gave himself. And yet we see human beings doing the evil thing. Now, from this, one might be inclined to say, that Satan, that God had a plan and that God was going to send his son to reveal himself to the world, but that good plan of God was tipped over by Satan. Satan spoiled God's plan. But that wouldn't be the right way to look at it, would it? And you and I know that. We sense there's something wrong in that. As if Uh, God uh, were caught by surprise, as if it was a tragedy, an unfortunate thing. It's the other way round, isn't it? It isn't that God had a good plan and God and Satan uh, tipped it over. It is rather that God baited Satan. God baited Satan. Think of it. The initiative was God's, right from the beginning of the world, even before, in all eternity, God determined that Jesus Christ would come to the world to save the world. In other words, it was God's initiative and God got in Satan's face and pushed Satan with his evil intent and Satan killed Christ. And thus what we have is an act of God that intentionally provoked Satan, and through Satan's resistance, God's God's grace would transform that resistance into good, because the murder of the Son of God became the salvation of the world. This is really too much to embrace isn't it it is too much to comprehend it's too big for us but we have the dyno- we have the parameters here and we are therefore called upon to trust and believe them what does this imply for us then it implies this not that when satan does things god interacts and reacts to bring good out of evil but rather that our loving god Provokes Satan in regard to us. And he knows, because he has put faith in us, that we will stand, that we will stand for God and stand for Jesus. And we can believe, Father, I thank you that you prearranged all this so that I could stand in faith, believing you and praising you, knowing that your grace triumphs over evil and can bring good out of the consequences of Satan's wickedness. That is the depth of the gospel. Again, not that God is running around trying to countermand everything that Satan does, but rather that Satan is running around trying to escape the in-your-face grace that God brings to the world. And he says to you and me, I want you to be my representatives. I want you to witness to me. I want you to stand for me. You see, evil exists. I'll explain, he says that, all of that in the kingdom of God. But while it exists, I must get in Satan's face and you, on my behalf, stand for me and witness to me that my grace is greater than Satan's wickedness. And we by faith say, yes, Lord, okay, we'll do that. But we don't realize sometimes what we're in for because it's a big, tall order. Yet we go through this world, through the difficulties and the sorrows, the pains, the griefs, the losses, the feast of losses, and we say, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. And though this body worms will destroy, yet in my flesh I will see God. I will see him because at that moment his life, his resurrection life, is mine, and he will raise me from the dead in the body that he himself is in, and Satan will be finally defeated. Thank you for listening today. I appreciate your joining me. And uh, as you know, I'm making an appeal in regard to one of our spiritually adopted sons, a fatherless son in uh, in Nigeria. And where I'm asking you to help in regard to the electricity bill, which he has to pay one year ahead of time. An incredibly silly idea, but that's how things are. However, I have an update, and it's a little different. We had to pay the first $200, which was for the installation of the electric meter. That is now done. And the cost for the uh, rest of the year, for the year beginning, rather, in 2023, is $1,000, not $1,800. That was a mistake. Um, Mark went to the electrical company, talked about it, reasoned with them, and that is the quotation they gave him. So we're simply looking for that amount at the moment. If you would like to help, it would be so very much appreciated. Send your donations to FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, 6 littleton colorado 80160 that's faith quest po box 366 littleton colorado 80160 you can also make your donation online if you like at faithquestradio.com that's faithquestradio.com thank you so very much for all your support i do appreciate it by the way you'll find lots of my archives on uh, radio programs on the website there that you can enjoy, and I hope you will be blessed. And thank you for all the support you have given, donations recently coming in. I do appreciate it. It keeps this radio broadcast on the air, $39 per broadcast, 850 or so each month. I'll see you then next time. Cheerio, and God bless.